This is uh, season one, episode two, getting warmed up, uh, part two. Um, so this is the extension of um, our previous episode, which was cut short due to time. Um, we'll try not to do this in the future because it's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the rest of what we have to say. So um, just to recap, we've um, gone through Ryan's favorite draft picks um, in all the rounds. And we've also gone through... Um, ranking 12 through ranking three um, of our preseason rankings Um, and those in order Ryan I'll let you recap those very quickly in order and we'll get to our number two ranking okay so we had Kim Jong-un at number 12 three over Mountaineers at number 11 um, two tacos at 10 Pittsburgh Pirates at nine battle axe at eight Brazilian Company at seven, who got the runs at six. Um, you just got bucked at five, Archers at four, and for sure were the best at three. And you had a few ranked slightly differently than that, but that's how we ran it down um, previously. Okay, and I'll let you uh, finish up with number two and number one in these rankings. Now, I think um, I, I remembered as we were finishing the other one, I didn't get to say my bold predictions for for Scherzer the best coming in at number three, so I'm going to quickly mention those. On the positive side, I think it was a back-end pitcher. Tyler Skaggs has the potential to break out. He had a really good first start. Start today was not as great. Um, but I put that he's going to beat all of his projections and could be a top 50 pitcher at season's end. So, you know, a good, solid number five pitcher that you can count on um, for someone that he got at the very last pick of the draft. On the negative side of things, and it's and it's I put this like day two of the season, and as the season has went on, this could potentially happen. Um, just to what I've seen, Paul Goldsmith's actually off to kind of a slow start, and I don't know if the humidor has something to do with it because they have had some home games, and I'm going to say that the humidor um, makes Goldie not quite as beastly as he's been in the past. You know, a top five player. Um, I still think he's, you know, he'll be at least maybe a second, third round player next year. But I just think overall he's not going to be as beastly as he's been. Um, so I'm going to project that he's lower on all of his projections that you see for the season. Fair enough. My bold projection for for sure is the best is that Lewis Brinson will go 2020 um, and will bat 250. Um, I think he'll succeed at the Marlins. He'll get playing time. He'll have a long leash. Um, I think he figures it out about halfway through the year and has a really strong second half. So that's my projector for Lewis Brinson. Yep, very possible. All right, coming in at number two, I have Fight and Phil. So it was um, the runner-up last year. Um, I just think that he has a extremely solid, well-rounded team. Um, when he made that trade with Eric to get Bryce Harper, it's just really set his team to be super solid. Um, he's got a good infield Hoskins. I know you really like Taylor. He's got Machado for power. He's got Trey Turner for everything. Um, he's just, he's got a really solid infield. And then in the outfield, he's got Bryce Harper. who's doing everything right now. Justin Upton's a solid number two. Azuna's a solid number three. Uh, the back end of his outfield could be a little suspect. Cargo, Malik Smith, Aviel Garcia. So he's, he might have a little work to do there, but not a lot of people have zero holes and, you know, Cargo could catch lightning and bottle. Malik Smith could give him a bunch of speed if he has tailing time. So overall, I think he's got a great batting with a lot of studs to help carry him. Um, on the pitching side, you got Clayton Kershaw, who while he's got two losses to begin the season, he pitched well. So he'll be a stud. He's got Alex Wood. 
Fulmer that I like, um, Aaron Nola, Corbin that just rattled off a B start today. Um, yeah, and also on the batting side, I forgot he has because he has Nelson Cruz on the DL right now. So you, you can just insert another um, solid bat um, into his utility spot that would make his batting even better. Um, I guess the only little weakness is maybe the back end of his pitching. It looks like he has a really, really solid five to six pitchers. Um, so maybe he could use a little help on the very back of his end of his pitchers to get up to 12 starts. Um, but he does have Cody Allen, Hera, and Ziegler as some closers. So he's got three closers, and he'll always be able to compete in that. Yeah. I mean, this seems scary. Um, uh, they've, you know, he played me in the championship last year. Um, he came back probably even better this year. Uh, that trade for Harper was just insane. It, it really helped this team's makeup. Um, I'm, it's scary. It, 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 and honestly, like, it was a toss-up for me between – um, having a fight and Phil is ranked number one and me ranked number one. Um, I think it's kind of a tie in my opinion. I, I, the batting on this team is just so good. And to have a Trey Turner and Harper on one team is crazy. I love Chris Taylor. Um, I wanted him back in the draft. I think he's great. Uh, Reese Hoskins looks like a, uh, like a veteran at first base. I mean, he is off to a great start. Um, the only real – hole on this team is first base third base but once Sinzel comes up hope maybe that'll solve it but um Chris Davis will be there in first base third base that's that's about the only hole I see the outfield's kind of okay because it has para on the bench right now and Chris Owings who's pretty good I would probably even play them over Garcia and Smith and once he gets Cruz back he won't have to play cargo so I really like the batting lineup um the pitching like you said the top end of this pitching is great. He could have found a Jim and Patrick Corbin. Again, one, two starts. He's been really good. Two wins, 20 Ks and two starts. Solid. I don't know if we'll keep it up, but we'll see. The humidor may help him in Arizona. Um, but, uh, just just overall really good. Uh, Vince Velasquez on the back end. Daniel Mingan on the back end. Stratton. You know, those guys are probably going to transition in and out, probably stream pitchers. But his core pitchers are really good. I love the Alex Wood pick. Um, he has just solid, dependable pitchers with good relievers. Um, really not very many holes. So I think this team, I think there's, in my opinion, a clear number one and number two. I think it's it's fight and fills at number two here with, like you say. And there's a slight drop-off to the three through six or seven, maybe a little bit at the top end with Eric and maybe Bucked um, at the top of that tier. But I think there is a slight difference between um, Archers and for Scherzer and Bucked and you and um, Clay and Battleaxe and – Phils. I think Phils has a you could it just looks more well rounded. Yeah, I mean he has a well rounded team for sure. And and considering that he's still in the B division, he's definitely gonna probably be the, the favorite to win the B division um as it stands. So my bold predictions for fighting Phils. Um my positive one is Bryce Harper wins NL MVP and is the number one player in fantasy and beats all his projections this year. And it's off to a hot start and very, very possible. It's very possible. Um, and on the negative side um, is that Chris Davis is, an, and he doesn't like, I mean, he's mentioned himself. He's not sure he likes him and even had a mishap accidentally dropping him and he's getting them back. But 
I think Chris Davis is just going to tank average so bad and that he has such a good batting lineup that, yeah, I mean, that could give him some power. Um, but if he can, like, figure out how to fill in that position, I think um, at some point Chris Davis is basically droppable and unusable as a player by mid-May into May. That's my negative yeah. prediction. Fair. I would agree on that. <laughs> I don't think it's too bold with eight either. Um <laughs> Okay, so my one one of my predictions, and I don't think it's that bold, is I think Alex Wood again has a sub three ERA. I love Alex Wood. Um, I, I love it, and I also my other bold prediction would be that Chris Taylor even outperforms last year. He goes twenty twenty um, with with about a three hundred average, and I know he has a two fifty seven average projected by ESPN, but that's low. I love Chris Taylor. Those are my two projections. Yeah, I mean, I like Chris Taylor too, but maybe not as much as you do. But, yeah, I mean, his team's solid, and I could, I could see some of those projections. All right, so moving on to number one, um, you as the reigning champion, just, I mean, at your keepers where they started off is just – it sets you apart right away um, to put you at number one until you show something different. You know, that's where I think our fighting feels, I think, is really close. And I know I think he's currently beating you in the matchup, but it's so early in the season. We'll see how it plays out um, from there. Um, just the core of your infield with Freeman, Arenado, Lindor, so solid. Um, now, the, the only little holes that I could maybe see is in some of your middle infield, maybe Boar. Um, I'm not sure. Looking at your bench, is there any people you had particularly? I mean, you're going to have Murphy – whenever he comes back. So that's going to help you a bunch in second base, second base short. So maybe you have a little bit of weakness in, in some of the middle infield um, areas or first base, third base, but then your outfield is, is super stacked with Betts, JD, Benatendi, Margot, I think could have a breakout. He has to start off super hot, but I think he has breakout potential for some power and some speed. Um, Peralta fill out, but soon, but soon you're going to have a Kuna, um, who's just going to be an absolute stud and be able to carry him over almost like an 11th keeper that you're going to have here in a week or two um, is just going to make your batting just nasty. So, I mean, you only have the one or two holes, similar to Phil's, where you only just have one or two holes, but I think you have more super studs maybe than he does um, in a few places. But um, on the pitching side, you have, I mean, you, your top four is just – Great with Sale, Grasco, Syndergaard, Robbie Ray. Um, even though Robbie Ray didn't have a great start, he's going to get a lot of K's. Um, Bundy, solid. You have, um, let's see, down here you got Morton, who I like, who's off a good start. Tanner Rourke, that I like, even though Eric doesn't like him, but I like him. Um, you, have a, you have a good, well-rounded pitching staff. Um and on the closer side, you have Familia. He's going to save. Soria's going to save. Um, Green uh, probably won't get a ton of saves for Detroit and had one shaky on him, but you still have two, two and a half-ish. Um, Sorry, guys. Not sure what's going on. I'll uh, turn this back over to Ryan. Um, he was in the middle of talking and the app cut out. Um, again, apologize for the technical difficulties. We're still figuring this thing out. Uh, Ryan, you can continue. All right. Do you have any idea where it cut off? I'm not sure where I was talking about your team when it. Um, you cut off about when you were talking about my closers. Okay. So yeah, that was, I mean, I think I was pretty much it at that point that you have 
two and a half to three closers, maybe not the best set of closers in the league, but one that will compete week in and week out. So I think I pretty much, but I'll let you talk on your team from there. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't argue. I mean, I'm not going to talk too much on it. I do like my team. Um, I think it's going to compete again, obviously my keepers just statistically based on just all this, all the expert sites. Um, I did have technically the best set of keepers per ESPN, um, both dynasty and uh, 2018. So, I mean, my base started off better. Um, I'm not sure about my draft. I'm not sure about my middle infield. Like you said, Yonder Alonzo could be really good. I like the potential. Will he repeat last year? We'll see if he does. I like it. If not, then kind of sucks. Um, I don't have much bench bats. So, I mean, there's not much there. Uh, Justin Bohr, Miami's offense is terrible. So, will he be as good as last year? Probably not. Probably over overdrafted him. Um, does Scott Canary play every day? If he does, it's going to really help my middle infield. If he doesn't, then I have to, like, use a bench spot to kind of replace him every third day, which is hard. Um, I do have some good bench, like, second baseman. Joe Panic started off really hot, so is Nick Ahmed, but we'll see how they continue. Um, I do like my outfield, obviously. Um, I think all five of those guys are great, but, you know, we'll We'll see what happens when Acuna comes up as well. Preston Tucker is playing really good in Atlanta's outfield. Um, so they'd have to stop playing Marquegas, who is their um, highest payroll guy in the outfield. So um, that'd be a tough decision for Braves brass. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I wouldn't, if I were the Braves, I wouldn't want to demote Tucker. He's playing too well. So we'll see when Acuna comes up. Um, pitching. I like the top six of my pitching staff. I love the pick of Bundy and Morton. I love getting them. I think Bundy, is could be a keepable player at the end of the year. I think Morton's a great one year fill in. Um, I'm high on Fulton, that which I think you know, some uh, some of the Braves fans in our league here, if they're still listening, probably don't may, may not agree because he's been frustrating for the past two years. But um, all reports that I read this spring say he may have finally figured out and he's focusing on his command and his control um, of his bitches. So through the first two starts this year he's been really good it's just can he get through more than five or six innings every start I mean that's his issue is not pitching deep in the games but if he can do that I like it um kind of some back-end players like Roark and Nicholas who um Nicholas dominated overseas last year um we'll see if he can transition that in the majors and then Roark I really like Roark he's safe I don't think he's anywhere like ace but he is a safe pitcher so I do like my pitching staff Overall, um, closures I'll have to work with. But, I mean, I think my pitching staff is as good as any other in the league. Um, in my batting, I just have to address some of the potential holes. There may, no, there may not be any holes, but I don't think it's safe. Um, like Phil's, I think, is more safe than my, than my batting throughout the whole lineup. I think my catcher's weak. Uh, second base shortstop will be kind of a – kind of wait a couple weeks and figure it out and then see when it comes up. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're the favorite going into the season because where you started off, and I don't think you drafted that bad. You still have a lot of good pieces around it. So, I mean, I think you're the favorite. But I'm um, going to my bold predictions for your team. Um, I think Akuna's is going to be a beast. I think um, when he comes up, even when he comes up, he's still going to beat all the projections that they have. I predict about a 80, 20, 70, 30, 270 line. That's the line I wrote down. Which beats all the projections that 
currently has. So I just think this time next year he'll probably be a second round pick. That's yeah. what I think. How I think he'll go. And then my negative projection, and I and I and I even wrote this before Robbie Ray had a bad start. So I'm not just like piggybacking on the bad start. I wrote it before he had the bad start. Um, even though I think the humidor helps him out, I still think he gets a ton of K's because he's a K guy. And I think he'll have the wins on a decent Arizona team. But I'm just not so sure about the ERA and whip. So I projected over a 360 um, ERA and over a 1.3 whip for Robbie Ray. Fair. I mean, I know in that outing, they said his velocity was down to like 92, where it's usually up at like 97, 98. So there's, I guess, some concern. So, I mean, I don't disagree with that negative projection on Ray. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, 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 that's an aggressive projection for Akuna for a rookie. Not to be that good. It will highly depend on when the Braves promote him. Um, I'm kind of it's a kind of a double-edged sword. Like if Preston Tucker wasn't performing very well, it would be an easy decision for them. But if Preston Tucker keeps up what he's doing, it's going to be hard for the Braves to demote again, demote a young player like Tucker, um, which may delay Acuna's arrival until May or June. Um, I'm not sure what they'll do, but if the Braves are doing well and they don't really need him, then they might not promote him so early. I, I think. I mean, those thoughts on that. I still think. The instant he can be promoted, he's promoted, and then they'll just figure out. Maybe they won't demote Preston Tucker. Maybe he just becomes a fourth outfielder, fourth outfielder, and he alternates between him and Nick Markakis. But I, I don't think I think Acuna's coming up day one that he's able to with the time clock. Yeah. All right. Well, let's transition into our next segment um, and kind of keep it short. It's getting late. Um, the projections for the season and some overall. Um, some overall bold predictions by you, Ryan. Do you want to go with the bold predictions yeah. first? And then yeah, we'll I'll go ahead and start with just some overall predictions I have for the season, just some random ones. Some of them are bold, some of them aren't so bold. Just some things I've wrote down. I did this a few years back, and just some interesting factoids about different ones that I wrote, and then we'll predict how we think the season finishes, even though you see our rankings, and most of the time it'll go fairly chalk with that. Um one thing of note that I've noticed, um, so the past three years since we've had, we've had, this will be our fourth year where we've had A division, B division, C division. And in the past um, three years where the wild card has came from, the first year actually a wild card came from the C division. You had one from the A, one from the C. The past two years you've had one from the A and one from the B. So it hasn't yet happened where actually two have came from the same division. Most teams, people thinking both of them coming from the A. There's always been one from two different divisions. And my prediction is that continues this year and we get one to one wild card from the A and one wild card from the B. Um, looking at um, and also looking at some of the unluckiness trends, I noticed right the year that you didn't make it, Ryan, with a 550 um, winning percentage back in 2016, that was the um, – the highest um, someone has got without making it. Anybody that's been over a 550 winning percentage has always made at least a wild card. So that kind of gives you a winning percentage. Because um, that 550, if you would have had that in 
year 2015 or 2017, that would have been enough for a wild card. It just wasn't enough in 2016. So if you can hit about the 550 puts you at a 541 average essentially. So if you can average a little better than 541 per week, then you should pretty much could lock yourself into getting at least a wild card. Um, next thing. I'm, I'm predicting that the separation between the first team and the fourth team is closest in Division C. And that kind of makes sense because we've had all, all of them grouped together. So I think that finishes the closest. But I think it finishes the farthest away in Division A. So I think whoever's the worst team in A will actually be the farthest away from the first team in Division A. Um, I think – the, in the past three years since we've had the A division, B division, C division, the S was actually by last year at 655. I'm projecting that Chops will beat that record um, winning percentage over the past three years um, since we've had the wild card playoff era this season, but will not beat the all-time record that was set back in 2013 of a 700 winning percentage. So I think he'll beat it from the A, B, and C division era, but not from the entire history of our league. Um, the next one I have is I believe that every team in the B division is very solid this year and has above a 476 winning percentage. I went back and looked at all of the years, uh, looking at all of the divisions. Every single year there's been at least one person in the division that is below a .476 winning percentage but I think the B division has four solid teams that no one team is below 0.476. I think it's going to be a very round 500, some teams better than 500, solid division. Um, the highest seed wildcard team has won the wildcard game the past three years. Um, so whoever had the tie, I don't, I don't think the tiebreakers actually been used to win it, but whoever the highest seed has won, and I'm predicting that, um, this year it will not happen again. So I want to predict this will be the first year that the lower seeded wildcard team actually beats the higher seeded wildcard team. Mm -hmm. um, so, what is it? It's an interesting. Go yeah, with the upset. upset. Yeah, go with the upset. And then um, a few semi bold predictions. Um, even though I had them ranked at number six. A bold prediction for the B division is who got the runs finishes last and goes back to the C division where he was last year. Um, right back down. <laughs> yeah, that's a prediction. Sure, he won't like that. Um, but in the same breath, um, I, I think you mentioned earlier about you and Buck. Actually, you, Buck, and me have been in the A division in all three of the past years. Um, and it's just been a different revolving fourth team. But I think that finally changes this year, and I think I'm the team that falls down to the B division, leaving just you and Buck as the only team to be stay in the A division for That's a right, straight because year. you won the B division the first year we set it up. So if that year didn't – No, I was in the A division from the beginning. Oh, you were? Yeah. Yeah. Must have forgot that. Yeah, because I was in the eight, because when we started this after I won the 2014 championship, so I would have been in the eight. Okay, then that makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. So then let's see here. Um, oh, and then the last one is looking at some teams on the up record and down record. So whatever your record was last year. 
I think that two tacos, Battle Axe, Pirates, and for sure's are the best will all have greater records than they have last year. So you could go back to last year's standings. Two tacos, Battle Axe, Pirates, best. I think all increase their records. And then I think that Brizzo, who got the runs, and then um, Archers all have records that go down. Now, I like Archers' team, but he ha- he set the record for the playoff era the past three years at 655. So just by default, I don't think he's going to have a, a record-setting great year. I think he's to be above 500 in the solid team, but I think his record goes down. So those are all my season bold slash predictions. Can't argue. They're they're bold. Some of them are bold, but we'll see uh, how you do at the end of the year. Um, you'll have to yeah. make a post. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to make a post and see. Uh, I'm curious to see what you how you performed on last year's bold predictions. I know you do this every year, so we'll have to see on the league message board. Yep. Sounds good. And so let's get to the last part of our podcast, which is the um, maybe the part you've been waiting for um, is the playoff projections. All right, so you want to go first or me? You can go first. I'll let you have the first crack at it. All righty, let's see. So mine's, for the most part, is um, pretty much chalk. Um, kind of go off the rankings that I have. I have Pirates winning the um, C division. I have um, Phils winning the B division, and I have Chops winning the A division. I have the wild card coming from currently I have it coming from for sure's of the best and archers. Now I think Buck has a real, he's been the team that's, you know, sometimes right on the cusp or he makes it in with the wild card, but I, and I think he, he potentially could again, but for now I'm going to give for sure's of the best and archers um, the wild card. Um, So in that wild card matchup, I want to have, um, I want to say that Archers has the better record and has the higher wild card seed by season's end. But for like I, I predicted that the lower seed will win. I want to say for sure is the best as the lower seed wins is bat. He just outbats Archers overall and takes at least one pitching category and is allowed and is able to move on. Um, so that was. That would leave if I, I think you're going to have the top record. So if you have the top record, you're going to get the C division winner in Pirates because you'll have the choice. So I want to say that you're able to handle Pirates in the semifinals. That will leave Phils and for Scherzer and the um, other semifinals. And I think that Phils has just, a, even though Scherzer may be able to take some batting for Phils, I think his overall pitching depth's going to allow him to um, take enough pitching category, a couple hits. Leading to a rematch of last year's championship between Chops and Phils, that I think will be a tight one. And I'm going to predict, like uh, back in, we're going to have a repeat of 2015, and the championship is tied 5 5. Oh, no, no, don't project that. Don't predict that. that You're going to win the championship because of that. Oh, I hated that so much. I hated it. It didn't feel real, it felt fake. I hated that. Um, hopefully that does not happen. I'm very against your projections. <laughs> um, good, 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 good thoughts. I, I can't disagree overall. Um, you know, but all those teams are very capable. I'll, I'll do mine. Um, so starting in the A division, 
I'm actually going to say I get upset. I'm actually going to say I don't win the division. Um, I'm going to say that Bucked finally breaks through. I think he, I think he has a team to do that. He almost did it last year. Um, I, I, I like his team. <laughs> so I think Bucked actually wins Division A. I think it's close. I think this division is closer than any other division. I'm going to disagree with your bold projection. I'm going to say that all these teams from first to fourth at the end of the year, it, I say that no one sells off in this division because I think it's so close. And I think that only, only 12 games separate first from last by the last day of the season. And I think the, the um, margin between All right, guys. Sorry about this. Um, this app is, um, I don't know, it's glitching. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe it's our internet connections. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, back to my projections. Uh, I'm going to say Bucked wins the A, uh, Phils wins the B, and I'm going to say Vaughn wins the C. Um, I'm going to say I get the second wild card spot from the A division. I'm going to say Battle Axe gets the last wild card spot. So upsets all around. Um, I'm going to say uh, overall, I think I think Bucked is the is the number two because I think Phil's number one. So Phil's plays Vaughn. I'm going to say Phil's wins. I'm going to say that um, I played Bucked. I'm going to say that I get revenge and I beat Bucked in that game. But then I'm going to say Phil's finally in the third try gets revenge on the last two championships and beats me six three one. For the championship. Yeah. Harper um, I like those bold ones, but definitely one happening. I mean, there's, you know, one of the teams that we have ranked in the bottom nine is going to get the playoffs because they're going to win the C and any of the top eight teams have are good enough that, you know, they could run, make a run at, run at any of the things. So I think it'll be a fun year. It will be a fun year. It will be a fun year. I think it's going to be close in the A and B divisions. I think all those teams are so good in the B division too, that I think it's going to be so close. Um, even though we have Axe down there in our rankings um, at, at eight, I think he could easily make that playoff spot. Um, again, that's a little bit of a bold prediction, um, but I, I think it could happen. So I'm going to, I'm going to just shoot for it. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a great year guys. Um, happy to have you guys back for another year. Um, we'll try to do these podcast segments as often as we can. Try to do them every week. Can't promise that with other things going on, but we'll try. Um, you know, keep listening, and we enjoy having you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone. Um, we'll hopefully look to do like matchup things and so forth. And if you have any questions, I think it'd be really fun if um, you know send us text before we're gonna do one each week. You know, can you talk about this player on my team or just anything? Even if you wanted something random, just something that you know. You can be listening for. Oh, they answered my question now. Just I, I just think it'd be neat and add, add more personal touch. So be sure to ask us any questions or anything you'd like us to mention in future podcasts. But thanks for listening this long and hope you enjoyed it. Great. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. See ya.